Hello everyone, thanks for tuning into our podcast, What Really Works, brought to you by Discovery College. Discovery College is an initiative run by the Kelowna branch of the Canadian Mental Health Association that offers free courses to anyone and everyone to support our well-being and learn skills that are both professionally informed and informed by lived experience. Hey everyone, and welcome back to our second episode of What Really Works. I'm Becky. And I'm Olivia. Happy to have you guys on here today. Yeah, what we're going to be talking about today is we're going to be discussing the number one thing you always hear about when we talk about mental health. (laughs) Self-care. I think everyone has been introduced to the idea of self-care through social media and increasing mental health awareness. But today we're going to go in depth on the do's and the maybe do nots of self-care, bust some self-care myths and learn some simple yet effective self-care tools and strategies. Yeah, self-care is extremely important and it's important especially during tough times like right now. And last episode we spoke about anxiety and stress and offered some really great tools and tips to help us reduce those feelings. But one of the things that we specifically didn't talk about is self-care because self-care is almost a wellness super tool and it's really great to, you know, try to take advantage of it and use it. Yeah, so we'll get stuck in and I guess the first thing we should talk about is what even is self-care? It's everywhere on social media and I kind of don't really get what it is. Uh, It's bubble baths, it's (laughs) wine, it's chocolate, it's all of the things that I really enjoy. What do you mean, Becky? It's Netflix for eight hours. It's the things that I do on a Sunday. And during these times, it's the things that I do on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, (laughs) Friday, Saturday, every day of the week. My question is, though, Olivia, is do you feel better in the long run for doing all of those activities? Uh, Yeah, no. So (laughs) I feel better... I think a lot of us, we feel better in the immediate moment after we've done some um, hashtag self-care. We might have a really rough day and we need to just put our feet up and we need to, you know, watch a TV show, drink some wine, have a bubble bath, do a face mask, um, whatever it is that we typically do to kind of relax ourselves. We feel good in the moment, but maybe we don't feel so great afterwards or the next day and it doesn't really get rid of our problem. Yeah, and... I'm sorry to tell you this, but that's because those aren't acts of self-care. Dun, dun, dun! (laughs) Shocking news to the world! Welcome to the second podcast where we crush all of everyone's self-care dreams. (laughs) Yeah, it's, I, to be honest, the first time I heard about the fact that things like having a nice bubble bath, doing my nails, all those kind of things, they weren't self-care. I was like... (gasps) What do you mean? That's all I do to try and look after myself. But turns out those are self-soothing activities. So what's self-soothing? So self-soothing are activities we do in the moment to either distract ourselves from what we're feeling or just try and relax ourselves. But the whole point of them is like just kind of sweeping under the carpet, maybe what we're experiencing or what our emotions are, which means if we just keep on self-soothing, so if I keep on just having a bubble bath, hoping that's going to make me feel better, I'm not going to feel better in the long run. You're not tackling those root issues, right? Mm-hmm. It's you feel stressed, you feel overwhelmed. 
doing those self-soothing activities help in the immediate moment, but it's not actually getting to the reason why we might be feeling kind of sucky that day. Yeah, exactly. And that's where self-care comes in. So self-care is... So there are activities we do where they might take more effort, they might take more time, but the activities, they support us in the long term. And they support us physically and mentally in the long term. So they include things like a healthy uh, lifestyle. So exercise, nutrition, things like managing our emotions and our stress and dealing with those emotions and those things that are stressing us out. Basically, all these different things that support our well-being, support us to feel good in the long term. Yeah, those things that take a little bit more effort, to be honest. Mm. It's those things that maybe we don't want to do all of the all of the time, like doing some exercise or eating healthy. We know that having a really greasy quesadilla is going to satisfy us <laughs> in the moment. And we think, oh, yeah, I probably should cook. Um, a more healthy meal for myself, Mm -hmm. but it's a bit harder to do that, you know, to plan a meal, to get up and cook it, to do those things. But Mm -hmm. we know at the end of the day, we're going to feel better for it. Exactly. And, you know, there's that saying, right, of good things don't always come easy, right? Mm. And sometimes that's where self-care is we, we have to put that effort in. And we are creatures of habit, right? So we like to go for like the easiest thing that's going to numb our emotions in that moment of time. And that's why as humans, we are great at self-soothing. <laughs> we are great for doing for something that's just going to kind of distract ourselves in the moment. We do need to maybe sometimes think about how much self-soothing we do and how much self-care we do. Yeah, because we don't want to create bad habits, Mm. I think is the really important part when we're talking about self-soothing and self-care. If every time I have a stressful day or I'm not feeling the best and I, you know, I'm not just, I'm not feeling great. And the first thing I do is I, you know, have a glass of wine and I watch The Bachelor or I watch some sort of reality TV, which I'm super guilty of doing. But if I do that every single day or every time that something is upsetting me, then not only am I not doing what's best for myself, but I'm actually creating some pretty unhealthy coping strategies and coping mechanisms in the long run and not really pushing myself to maybe learn some more productive coping strategies like mindfulness or um, exercise or the self-care strategies that we're going to go over in a little bit. Yeah, we don't want to get stuck, right? We want to be able to move forward. And one really important thing I actually just do want to say is we're not saying that self-soothing is bad and that self-care is perfect. We just want to find a balance in our lives. So we maybe want to monitor, maybe monitor is not the best word, but just track on how much self-soothing we do versus self-care. At the end of the day, we want to be making sure we do a little bit more self-care than self-soothing. But self-soothing is still good. Sometimes we do just need to distract ourselves or even just make our emotions a little bit lower so that we then can do some self-care. Yeah, it definitely has a place in our daily life. We just need to seek a balance, right? And that's that can be easy to do if you do like what you said, track those self-care activities. So maybe on Monday I went for a run or I did something that makes me, that I classify as self-care. And maybe the next day I have some more room to do some self-soothing. Yeah. Creating a healthy self-care, self-soothing routine. Which speaking of that, 
One of the hard things to talk about with this topic is what should people do for self-care? Yeah. And it's hard because self-care is really individual for each and every person. And it depends on your likes, on your dislikes, what fits into your schedule. Mm -hmm. So what do you do for self-care, Becky? Um, So I hike. That's my self-care activity. Definitely my first and foremost self-care activity. So... And I use it in different ways. So sometimes I do use a hike as a bit of a routine and to get myself into like a good day. So sometimes I'll get up and be like, I'm going to go for a short hike in the morning before I start my day. And that kind of sets me up for the day. But then I also do use it as um, a self-care tool when I feel overwhelmed or when I'm feeling really upset about something. I find it really helpful and healthy for me to be hiking and feeling those emotions and almost especially if I'm angry I'm almost like stomping out my emotions <laughs> as I'm like hiking and it's a space for myself it's a space for me to be present and enjoy that moment so enjoy the scenery or the trees the smells that kind of stuff when I'm hiking but also like you say being able to reduce my stress be more in touch with my emotions comes with a lot of things I'm working on my exercise as well so on my physical health yeah, so it pretty much ticks all of those boxes that you would want a self-care activity to tick. You would want your self-care activity to provide you space to, you know, think through those emotions mm-hmm. and figure out what you want to do to get some exercise, to be enjoyable. Yeah. And then to also, which isn't talked about very often, give you a sense of accomplishment. Yeah. I think a goal or having some sense of accomplishment after a self-care activity is really great, which is why I like to clean. And initially, I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to clean my house. It's a disaster. But then once I start doing it, you know, scrubbing the dirt away, thinking through the day, thinking through what's giving me a you know, a bit more of a hard time. And then at the end of it, I have this clean, sparkling house that I'm super proud of. It's great. You're getting those things done that you need to do. You're working through your emotions. Uh, You're probably giving yourself some time alone. I don't know many people that clean their entire house with a group of people. That's very true. (laughs) And I guess that's another point is you know, some space for yourself Mm -hmm. just alone, which is probably what you experience when you're hiking as well. Yeah. And I had my first kind of experience not that long ago um, when I rarely spend time on my own. I live in a really small studio with my partner and because of the current situation, we're both working from home. We can't separate from each other at the moment because of the situation right Mm -hmm. and I was kind of like happy happily bumbling along and thinking I was all okay about this like current coronavirus situation and then he went away one night and I was like on my own it was my first time I'd been on my own and I like all of my emotions like came out because it's my first it was my first time of having that kind of space for me to think and breathe and be like oh like this is actually what I'm feeling Yeah, And that's so important to mention because I think a lot of us, maybe we're on our own all of the time because Mm -hmm. of this, or we're surrounded with people that we're close to all of the time because of this. So monitoring where you're at and Mm -hmm. thinking that, okay, what do I, what am I feeling and what do I need? And do I need some self-care? Or maybe you just try to implement it into your daily routine, especially right now Mm -hmm. of giving yourself those 
10, 15, 30 minutes just to be there for yourself, to care for yourself. Yeah. And that's what it is, right? Self-care. Totally. Caring for ourselves. Emmy mentioned you do cooking as, uh, not cooking, you do I cleaning. wish I did cooking for a self-care <laughs> activity. You do cleaning for self-care and I do hiking, but what else is there? They're just two tools, but what else is there in self-care? Yeah, so it's individual for each person, but I think there is, you know, that typical list that mm-hmm. you're thinking of. These are tools and tips and tricks for each person that typically works. And there's exercise, there's cooking, cleaning, hiking, journaling is a really big one. So journaling allows you the opportunity to really just think through what you're experiencing. Maybe you write down everything that you're angry about in the moment. Maybe you write a list. I know, Becky, that you said that writing a list really helps you in your journaling. I love a to-do list. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Or maybe it's drawing a picture when you're journaling. Art is another really great self-care activity. Um, And socializing if we can. Yeah. So socializing with people, I guess, right now over Zoom or as things open up, maybe one or two people that you're close with. And because that social connection really is a big part of self-care as well. Mm-hmm. So talking to people that you trust yeah. is a self-care activity. I think two others that come to my mind is one is having good boundaries. Oh, yes. Healthy boundaries, which is something we talk a lot about at Discovery College. But actually, it's something that a lot of us don't understand. It's like self-care, isn't it? Where like <laughs> it's a word that people throw around, but what does it really mean? So... Boundaries are basically what is okay and what's not okay with us, right? And if we have healthy boundaries and kind of live by those, that's really great for our well-being and our mental health. Yeah, telling the world how it can interact with us and mm-hmm. setting those limits for ourselves. It, it, we take care of ourselves through that because there's not always these things happening to us that we're not okay with. And within that, what I would say is another really great self-care activity is Mm self-compassion, which doesn't immediately come to people's minds as an activity, but self-compassion is something that we can practice and it's something that is so important, especially with our self-care. Yeah, and if you're anything like me, I'm probably the same with you, Olivia, you're probably thinking to yourself and judging yourself maybe for what you do for self-care and maybe the amount of self-soothing that we do. (laughs) I know the first time I heard about what actually self-care is, I was really critical of myself being like, geez, Becky, you need to get a grip. (laughs) (laughs) I still think that to myself all the time. Right, but actually being compassionate and kind to ourselves and less critical of ourselves is a huge act of self-care. Yeah, we want to treat ourselves the way that we would treat others. Yeah. I think we mentioned that in our last podcast. Uh, If our self-care isn't exactly where we think we want it to be, or maybe one day we watch Netflix for the entire day, that's okay. Because like we said, self-soothing does have a place in our lives. And also, especially, I'm someone with anxiety and I have depression. And if I'm in a depressive state and I just can't, force myself to do those self-care activities, that's okay. What I need to do is notice how I'm feeling, Mm -hmm. accept that I can't do those self-care activities right now, and then reevaluate later and try to do them again later. Yeah. And that's a huge act of kindness towards yourself. 
Another really great thing that we haven't quite touched on yet is the importance of a routine in our Mm self-care and maybe even having self-care incorporated into our routine. Yeah, which I think can really help us getting started in self-care. You know, I would say that's almost a bit of a tip when it comes to setting some self-care up in our lives is create just a little routine for yourself. Add it into either a daily or a weekly routine And that can help us be motivated to even do these acts. Yeah, start small. Build it into what already exists for you. So for example, I know that I need to work on my self-care a little bit, but rather than come up with this elaborate self-care routine that is actually just going to stress me out more, Mm -hmm. try to implement it into your life already. And the key to doing that is to just be intentional. So I usually ride my bike to work And I was doing it more for environmental reasons, but what I realized is to implement some more self-care into my existing routine, all I had to do was give myself an extra 10 to 15 minutes to ride my bike to work and be more intentional with my thoughts and with the actual action of riding my bike to work. And now it feels like self-care. It doesn't feel like a commute. It feels like self-care. That's amazing. Yeah. And those are some simple tips and tricks that you can do for anything in your life is just giving yourself that space to process your emotions, to care for yourself, to make you feel better in the long run. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. And starting small, Mm -hmm. I think is huge. You know, like you say, the last thing we need to do is go away from listening to is to chatting about self-care and going, I need to implement a healthy lifestyle. I need to be working on my nutrition, a good sleep cycle. I need to be doing mindfulness. I need to start journaling all these things. That is overwhelming. Yeah. And we set ourselves up to fail when we do that. So if we start small, so whether that's picking something that we already do, that's an act of self-care or we can adapt something that we already do into self-care or recognizing there's something that you really enjoy doing. Like when I recognize I enjoy hiking and that is an act of self-care. So I started implementing it a little bit more in my life and started small there. And then as I've built upon that, the other stuff's kind of coming in there as well, which means overall I'm building slowly a good self-care routine. It takes time and it takes effort. And like you say, you definitely have to be intentional about it, but it happens. Yeah, it almost happens naturally. And there's there are those things that we know of that you can start to do right away, like breathing. Mm. We talk about breathing all of the time as a great mindfulness activity. And actually just breathing for 30 seconds to a minute a couple times a day of deep intentional breathing is an act of self-care and it's a super simple one. And if you're going to start with anything, maybe start with that and just try it out and slowly go from there and see what happens. Yeah. And it's, again, that's something easy to pop into your routine. Maybe you do 30 seconds of deep breathing before you have your online class so that you feel better prepared for it. And maybe you finish it with 30 seconds of deep breathing to kind of process and see how you feel afterwards. It's a really, like you say, simple technique that we can implement almost at any point in our day. Yeah. And simplicity is best because we don't want our self-care to feel like a chore. Yeah. I think that can happen is if we have all of these expectations to have proper nutrition and exercise and do yoga and be mindful and be positive and all of these things that doesn't feel like self-care anymore, that 
it feels stressful yeah. and it feels like a chore, which is the last thing that we want, right? We want to do those things that we know makes us feel better. Yes, they're sometimes hard and we want to do those slowly yeah. because they can be hard and they are hard. So we don't want to take on all these hard things right away no. all at the same time. Because if we do that, then it makes our well-being worse. And we're basically doing the opposite of what we're wanting to do with self-care. And our well-being is something that is always fluctuating. It can be low. It can be high. We're constantly moving up and down that scale. But self-care is really that thing that we can begin to implement that helps to steady us on that well-being scale. Maybe if we're feeling low, which is totally fine, we can do some self-care and we find ourselves a six rather than a four on the well-being scale because of something that we've done. Yeah, it's definitely a huge support for our well-being. It's probably one of the biggest. Which is why we've talked about it today and why it's so important. Before we wrap up this episode, we just want to quickly go over what we've reviewed as far as our tips and tools. We've gone over everything related to self-care, essentially. Mm -hmm. Some things that you can try, um, self-compassion, what we do with self-care, what you might want to start doing as self-care, why self-care is important. Yeah, and also just recognizing when we're self-soothing and when we're doing self-care and working out how much we want to do of each of those activities. Absolutely. And don't forget to do these things at your own pace. We hope you found this helpful and we do encourage you to listen to our other episodes of our amazing podcast. Hopefully it's awesome. <laughs> Hopefully you guys are enjoying it. Um and you can find these on our website. Yeah, so discoverycollegecolona.com is where you can find those, as well as some other resources as well that are all online and that are there to support our mental health and well-being. So thanks. Yeah, thank you so much for listening to What Really Works. Have a safe one, everyone. Goodbye. Bye.